Chapter thirty two of Hero Tales from History. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Betty B. Hero Tales from History by Smith Burnham. William Penn, the founder of Pennsylvania. When William Penn was born, his father, Admiral Sir William Penn, was sailing out to sea on an English battleship. Little William's mother was a lovely woman from Holland, and as good as she was, beautiful. While in college at Oxford, young Penn attended Quaker meetings, which had been started by followers of George Fox, the founder of a religious sect, the Society of Friends, or Quakers, as they were commonly called. The professors in charge of Oxford University did not believe in such meetings, so they turned out of the college those who attended them. When William Penn went home, sent away from Oxford, his father was so angry that he gave his Quaker son a beating and drove him from home. Young Penn would have had to starve or beg in the streets but for his good mother, who sent and helped him secretly. Even after that, William was found at a Quaker meeting in London and put in prison for eight months. William Penn's father was a great man, a friend of King Charles I. When that king was put to death, Admiral Penn became the friend of Cromwell, who had fought against the king. After Cromwell died, the admiral attached himself to King Charles II and to the king's brother, the Duke of York, who afterward became James II. Although these four rulers were different, even bitter enemies to one another, shrewd Admiral Penn managed to keep the favor of them all. He was ambitious also, to have his eldest son become the favorite of kings. He allowed William to come home after he was free from prison in order to send him away to Paris, as he hoped the youth would forget his queer belief in the gay life there. The father asked the son's friends, who were sons of English noblemen, to influence William while in Paris to do everything that was against the Quaker belief. One day a stranger met young Penn in the street and picked a quarrel with him drawing his sword and challenging the peace-loving young man to a duel with swords penn was forced much against his will to fight he had always been an active youth and fond of sports while at college he had been very good at fencing by skillful play he disarmed the quarrelsome fellow and ended the duel without hurting the stranger as if it were all done in sport this pleased all who saw the sword play and it did credit to the heart as well as to the skill of the young Quaker. When William returned home, he was so handsome and had gained so much in courtly manners that his father was thoroughly pleased. But the great plague broke out in London then, carrying off nearly 70,000 people in that city alone. This frightened even the most worldly into leading religious lives and made William Penn's conscience trouble him. Repenting of his gay life, he finally joined the friends for good and all, and became one of their most earnest members and preachers. His father ordered him out of the house and threatened to cast him off utterly. William was now imprisoned in the London Tower because of something he had written against the Church of England. While in prison, he wrote No Cross, No Crown, and other works in defense of the Quakers. His father, whose heart was touched by his son's courage and unselfishness, appealed to the Duke of York, King Charles' brother, and got William out of the tower. Admiral Penn died soon after this, leaving William a rich man. The royal treasury owed him immense sums of money loaned to King Charles and his brother James. 
but young peng was again arrested because he was a friend and imprisoned in newgate where the worst criminals were kept when he was again set free he began to seek some good place outside of england where he and his quaker followers could serve god and their fellow men without being treated like criminals learning of a certain region in america he went to king charles and asked for it in payment of the large amount of money charles owed him as the king was still unable to pay the great debt in money he was glad to grant penn a charter for the vast tract of land when penn came before the king and the council to have the state paper signed and sealed he did not remove his hat as quakers think it wrong to show such reverence to any one but god king charles allowed penn to keep his hat on but removed his own to the astonishment of all and said with a smile it is the custom at court for only one person to remain covered penn suggested calling the tract of country they were ceding to him sylvania which meant forest land but the king insisted on naming it pennsylvania or penn forest this name was written in the charter so william penn had to abide by it though he thought it vain to have the land name for himself the religious leader was now happy in having a country where he and his people could live and love god and one another in their own simple way sailing across the ocean in his good ship welcome penn bought the country from its rightful owners the indians he made a solemn treaty with them which was never sworn to and never broken no quaker ever hurt or wronged an indian and no indian ever injured a friend though the red savages murdered settlers belonging to other religious faiths william penn laid out a town which soon became the largest city in america for this place he made up a name philadelphia composed of two greek words meaning brother and love grand as it was to own such a great country as pennsylvania and to found a large and flourishing city like philadelphia it was even grander to teach people to live by the golden rule and to help along religious liberty it was most fitting that the declaration of independence should be adopted and signed in the state house of pennsylvania in philadelphia the city of william penn End of chapter 32